0: You know, Rita, I just don't know what to say. I just don't know what to say. You know, you can't always believe, Rita, what people tell you. You can't always believe speculation about what's going to happen. Now, you probably went to bed thinking, uh, Rita, hey,
1: hey,
0: trade, trade deadline is going to be quiet, right? Trade deadline is going to be very quiet, and uh, and then <laughs> right before the show starts, you hear that all hell is broken loose, right? So, so the people that you don't like right down the street. And by the way, before I get started, guys, there, there's some feedback or something in my ear. There's something there's some, it sounds like uh, alien life uh, is in my ear, maybe trying to tell me another trade trying to happen, but they're speaking a different language. So that's what I hear. Some. Hey, hey, maybe that's what it is. <laughs> hey, 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 listen, let's start there. Let's start there. Now, Washington, you know, Washington, if one thing is solid about Washington, now that Daniel Snyder is out of the picture, one thing that's solid about Washington is supposed to be their defensive line. Yep. Payne, Sweat, Young, Allen. Well, say goodbye to Chase Young. Chase Young is going to the Niners. The Niners have acquired Chase Young. Yep. So Chase Young, Chase Young going to the Niners. What the hell is this? First of
2: all, what this the is, is the this? most blackest thing I've ever seen right now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's over. It's over.
2: That's all I can to say. It's over. Ha <laughs> great show. The blackest I just, thing I've ever been a part of. I love it. Is this is black excellence?
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it, okay, <laughs> okay. Anyway, anyway. Uh, okay, back to back to listen. serious business. <laughs> Chase, Chase, Chase Young to the Niners. Chase Young to the Niners. Uh, if he can, I'll say it this way, Rita, if he can underachieve in, in Washington, he can also underachieve in San Francisco. But that's okay. I'm not going to get into that. I'm not getting I'm not going to fall for the uh, for the bait. I'm not going to take Michael Smith's bait on the Niners acquiring Chase Young, but it is a great acquisition for them on paper. It looks great. You got my Ohio State guys. You got a Bosa and you got a young on a, on a defense that also includes Warner and, and a lot of other good parts. So uh this is a this is a good move for the San Francisco 49ers, but Marita, if if you're the if you're the Washington Commander, on the same day, you talk about signing if not both one of Sweat and Young. Sweat or Young? You're going to sign one of those guys and they're both traded. Yeah. So how's this how's this build confidence? In the new ownership group, I mean that doesn't make any sense to me that you would trade both of those guys, and and both teams are just ecstatic to get them. Sweat goes to the Chicago Bears. They have the worst pass rush in football. They got ten sacks, Rita, all season long. The Bears do. Uh, They're thirtieth in hurries, last in sacks. They pick up Sweat, who's a good player. Niners pick up Young. Commanders pick up draft picks. And uh, that, that's just one. Let, let's focus here, because there are other moves that were made here that are that are mildly interesting. But what do you think of this one uh, these two commanders related moves?
2: Well, first of all, uh, they got rid of Chase Young for conditional third-round picks, and I'm just amazed by that. Like, wow, that is insane to me that he went for that. I think Montez Sweat went for a second-round pick, which makes more sense because I don't think we expect the Chicago Bears to be very good, which means that second-round pick is going to be a pretty much high pick, like a late first-rounder type of, of a pick. So that one makes more sense to me. It doesn't make sense to me in terms of Chicago being buyers, but maybe this is a futures type of deal where they want to keep him past 2023 and build something around him because they do have some draft picks coming uh, and next year's upcoming draft as well but ultimately this is crazy to me Jonathan Allen I don't don't know if you guys remember this I mean he just went off not too long ago he's tired of losing he's tired of this he's tired of that and then loses yeah. two guys that essentially he works with on a regular basis. So yeah. I, if if I am a reporter right now, the first person I'm going to is Jonathan Allen because I want to hear what he has to say. He's going to Holly. You are a guy that loves sound bites. You love things that we could talk about. I feel like Jonathan Allen is going to give us a lot of ammo based on these two trades that just happened. This is this is wild to me. Um, and then going to the forty is, you know, Chase Young, who got Randy Gregory, you know, from the Broncos already. I mean, they just over there stacking right. up players. It's just crazy to me. Why do y'all keep sending these guys to good teams? I'm trying to understand what's going on here. You're not even getting good good round picks. You know what I'm saying? Because they're yeah, good right. teams. So what are y'all doing out here? It's just, it's just crazy to me how all of this has unfolded in essentially a matter of just a couple of hours.
0: Yeah, you know, and and, uh, I I guess the the deals are good if you consider that the players are not under contract. So look, if Chase Young had been signed and maybe you're talking about a couple of second round picks, maybe a second that could become a first to put the performance, but going into that contract year and and he's been okay. It's not that he's been a dominant player this year. So you're talking about third round pick that makes sense for the Bears second round pick for sweat. Once again, contract uncertain. I think that's a no, They didn't send him to a good team, though. Uh, <laughs> Rita, feel good about that. Montez Sweat going to the Bears, but I, I I keep looking at the Bears and I like what they're I like what they're doing. Although the results, they got nothing to show for it. I thought they had a nice uh, off I, I love the move trading down from one to nine. Uh, you know, I'm a big DJ Moore fan. Uh, mm-hmm. He's been productive for them. Uh, yep. They went out and they spent some money in free agency. They still have money. They still have cap room picking up Montez sweat. They can sign them. I they'd be smart to sign a good young player like that on the defensive line considering the the, the woes that they have there. So that makes sense for the Bears uh, the commanders. You don't do either. That's That's just confusing to me. You don't sign the players and you don't go out and you don't acquire anybody who's going to help you in the long term. So uh, that that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Now uh, another good move. Speaking of defensive linemen, we talked about it a bit yesterday. Uh, Leonard Williams spending his he's uh, going to spend his first NFL game outside of New York across his chest. He's played for the Jets. He's played for the Giants. Finally, uh, he was traded to the first place. I want to point out the first place Seattle Seahawks uh, in an NFC West. So Leonard Williams going to Seattle. I think that's a great move for them. Yep. Um, and and I, I wonder what you see there and is there any envy. Did you look at team that you cover uh, the Baltimore Ravens and look at any area of that team and say, wow, why didn't the Ravens go and get that guy whether it's sweat young or, or Leonard Williams.
2: I mean, you know, it's funny because uh, Ravens fans have been always talking about Chase Young and then you know later on Montez Sweat but I definitely think that this Leonard Williams pickup is a really good one ironically um, the Ravens play the Seahawks this weekend so maybe he won't be ready I don't know but I feel like that that's not going to be the case and he's going to play anyway um, so there's that but you know this is a team that has struggled in terms of health when it comes to pass rush so um, they've just been wanting someone that can really make an impact in that regard, which is why I think guys, even you know, if it's interior linemen, because there's some uncertainty for the Ravens. They got some guys coming up that are going to be looking for uh, some paydays, like Justin Matabike, who is their biggest player that will be hitting the free agency mark next year. So I definitely think that that was something that they were interested in. But ultimately, I think that their focus is now going to go to running back. But I, I love the Leonard Williams uh, trade for The Seahawks, like you said, they're in first place right now. You know, San Francisco is on a three game skid that they have had the opportunity to absolutely move forward in that regard. So, them bolstering up their defensive line just helps solidify that situation moving forward in their own division.
0: Yeah, a lot of trade news today that big breaking news with the defensive linemen. And I guess this is uh, not necessarily on this level. Uh, The Minnesota Vikings have a new quarterback. Yes, Uh, and it's uh, it's Josh it's Josh Dobbs. Josh Dobbs uh, being traded from the Cardinals making way eventually for the guy there the franchise guy there Kyler Murray, but Josh Dobbs probably picked up a more permanent for this year starting job and three more wins goes from the one and seven Cardinals to the four and four Minnesota Vikings. And so with Kirk, uh, with Kirk Cousins, with Kirk Cousins, excuse me, uh, out for the year with the torn Achilles, uh, torn ACL, excuse me, man, I'm all over the place, torn ACL. <laughs> <laughs> the man's name is Kirk, K-I-R-K. And it's an Achilles too. It's his
2: Achilles. You was right.
0: I thought he was an ACL. I thought he. This is Achilles, yeah. Okay, all right, it's Achilles. All right. Anyway, injured an injured Kirk Cousins. (laughs) Uh, He's it looks like he's their starting quarterback right now uh, over the rookie Duran and you know, he's played all right. He's played all right. I mean, they're a bad team. There's there's no way around it. They were competitive uh, at the beginning of the season. They surprised some people. They beat the Dallas Cowboys and that got uh, they got our attention got the Cowboys attention, but that's the only game they've won. They're one in seven and so going from uh, Dobbs going from Arizona to Arizona to Minnesota. I think could uh, it may even salvage. It may even salvage Minnesota season because he's now around better players. He's around better coaching. Uh, No disrespect to you, Jonathan Gannon, but he's going to an offensive mind uh, in Kevin O'Connell who did a really good job last year and has Kirk Cousins had Kirk Cousins on the path for another terrific season. I didn't realize, Rita. You know, Kirk Cousins is leading the NFL in touchdown
2: passes. Yes, I did. Hey, Cousins, I did know.
0: I mean, Kirk, I mean, Kirk Cousins has been balling the last few weeks, yep. and uh, this team is right back at 500. And and they're the only uh, the only other team in the division. We'll talk about the other one in a second. The only other team in the division that you really have to pay attention to uh, that that is that's a borderline contender. And so I think Dobbs could come in there and help them stay alive for the rest of the season. What do you think?
2: Um, what I think is is that the discourse about Kirk Cousins that many people have, uh, we're, we're going to see how this is like, what this is like without Kirk Cousins. And I think people will respect and value Kirk Cousins more now that yeah. he's not there. That's what I think. Now, let me say this. I do think that having a guy that can be mobile um, in and out of the pocket is what this team needs in Minnesota because I don't think that that offensive line is very good. So having a guy like Joshua Dobbs that can move around and and, and you know make extend some plays is beneficial in that regard um, because they're just not that good. And I agree with you that they do have better players. Um, you know he has Jordan Addison. He has a decent run game, and, and we'll see if Justin Jefferson finds his way back. Um, on the field. But I mean, I don't think that Josh, Josh, Josh is probably a nice guy. He's not that great of a quarterback, <laughs> but he's, he's you know, look, they nice definitely guy. needed somebody that could move around. And they said, look, Holly, I just saw the guy in person uh, a couple days ago and he made some bad decisions. So you just, I just got to go by what I saw personally. You know what I yeah. mean? But ultimately, I do think that what they needed was someone that can move around uh, specifically because of the bad offensive line play that we've seen from Vikings, not even just this year, but last year as well. So I, I agree with you that he's upgraded in that regard. He's going to be around much better players. And I think that sometimes the players absolutely make the coaches look good as well because I do think that Jonathan Gannon is a good coach. He just didn't have good players uh, overall. So I do think that this is an upgrade for him in a division where I think we know that Detroit feels like the creme de la creme, but also they have to prove that to us and they can find a way to stay involved in the NFC North race.
0: All right. I just want to bring this up. You said uh, Josh Jobs is a nice guy, probably a nice guy. Well, I want to talk uh, about I some nice is, guys. I absolutely
2: believe he's a nice guy. But by the way, I, I, I bet you there's is. No reason to believe okay. he's not a nice guy. <laughs> All right. Well,
0: can we talk about some nice guys? Can we talk about some nice guys wearing bad helmets last night? Mm-hmm. Who you didn't treat like nice guys? The last time they were in Baltimore, you did not show them that great Baltimore hospitality. Uh, you didn't. It wasn't a B more thing. The last time they were in town. You didn't get, get them any crab cakes. No charm in this the, city, that, that, baby. No, no charm. That warmth that Baltimore is known for. <laughs> you called the Detroit Lions all out of their name. The last time they were in Baltimore, they lost by 32 points, but not last night. Monday Night Football, the Detroit Lions reestablished themselves. They're back to 6-2. and two. One of the best teams in the National Football League. And here's their coach. After the game, well, well, lots of things after the game, Dan Campbell after the game. And then we got to hear from Devontae Adams and Josh McDaniels post game two.
2: So listen, right, I'm going to say, I'm going to hear here and say this, Holly, um, I, you know, the lions, I, I said what I said last week, I got that out of my system, but ultimately uh, it is what it is. And the lions are. You know, a good team. They are a very good team. The the Raiders are not a good team. Okay, um, <laughs> and in that regard, look, this Jimmy Garoffalo hire just it it head scratches every time you look at it, it feels like, well, what was the point of letting Derek Carr go if y'all were going to look like this with Jimmy Garoppolo? I, it really does. I just don't understand, right? But ultimately, the I'm not going to sit here and say that the reason why the Lions won is because the Raiders just, or lost. It's the Raiders' fault. But ultimately, like, what are you doing with Devontae Adams? You're doing nothing with Devontae Adams, a guy that you traded for, the guy that was one of the best wide receivers in the league. You're not doing anything with. He had one reception for 11 yards, Holly. One, I started looking at his statistics. He hasn't done anything. He had seven receptions for 57 yards the week before against the Bears. He had two receptions for 29 yards against the Patriots two weeks ago. I had to scroll to find out where his last touchdown was. And you know what it was? Week three. The man has had Three touchdowns and the last one that he had was week three. So yes, the Lions are a good football team, but the Raiders are just badly coached. Okay. They don't have a good quarterback. They don't have a good offensive line. I'm gonna go ahead and give it to yeah. them because the schedule is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So ultimately, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's the schedule right. is what it is, but the Raiders that. the Raiders stink, dog. Like the Raiders okay. stink.
0: Sure, sure. And look, when you play when you play bad teams, ask the Cowboys. We just talked about the Cardinals. Hey, you play bad right. teams. You got be to yes. beat them. You got to beat and them. And the Cardinals beat the Cowboys. So you got to come across a lot of bad teams. You just take care of them and you keep on moving. That's their business. Let them be dysfunctional. We got bigger things to think about. Here is Dan Campbell and others post game last night.
2: Work. Was, that we put in this week was about the whole focus was about getting back to what we do, and, and that was the most important thing, and that really showed through today. Was it perfect? It wasn't perfect, but ultimately, we got what I wanted to get out of it, and you come away with a win. Um, I thought our defense played outstanding. Outstanding. Man, you play defense
1: like that, you can beat anybody. I don't know what to say at this moment. I, I truly don't. I wish I had the, the words to, you know, to say something that's not going to get blown up in the media and, and taken out of context. So I'm going to just, uh, I truly, I just don't remember.
2: What are you feeling right now? Can you elaborate on anything going through your mind?
1: Frustration, but I mean, that's, that kind of goes through what I saying. Do you have any ideas or anything you think that could spark the offense going forward? Mm-hmm. I don't know. They ain't my job. We have to be able to produce more points in order to win games in this league, and Right now we're not doing that. And so um that's obviously my responsibility and we'll take a look at everything we're doing. Uh everybody that's doing it, you know, and try to figure out if there's a better way. Maybe change that I'm not gonna talk about that right now.
0: Okay, uh look, look, Rita, I already said the, the Lions, the official team of Brother from Another, I'm not backing down. Okay, we six and two. I'm feeling pretty good after eight games. All right. It's not like it's not like I said, the Patriots are the official team of brother from another two and six. We got six and two. I feel pretty good about where we are as a team. I'm wearing my Lions blue today. I I, I ain't touching those helmets. Those helmets are uh, the ugliest things I've ever seen. I hate those. I hate 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 those helmets. Oh, that's a bad helmet, but that's our team. So I already said what I had to say about the Detroit Lions. Now, let me just be clear about Josh McDaniels. I've known Josh McDaniels for 20 years. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. 21 years. Uh, yeah, hey, no. As a matter of fact, I'll, I'll do the Malcolm X line. 22 years, red 22 <laughs> years. <laughs> no, I've known him for a long time though. Seriously, it's, about, it's been over 20 years and I, I, you know, he's a homeboy. He's a, he's a Buckeye, just like I am. He grew up in Canton. I grew up in Akron. You know, we got a lot in common. Spend a lot of time. I saw him uh, come up through the ranks with the Patriots. Spend a lot of time with him. He's been very generous with his time. I've learned a lot of football from Josh McDaniels. But Josh, oh man, you got to know when the room has turned on you. The room has turned on you. Now the owner—you still got the owner, I think. You're in pretty good shape because you got Mark Davis. But when you go the next time you see those men in that locker room, it might be a misunderstanding. (laughs) Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams said everything by not saying anything. Yep. And Josh Josh Jacobs. Jacobs, Josh Jacobs said everything. They're like your two best offensive players. The guy who led the league in rushing last year. the Guy who led the league in receiving Devontae Adams. But uh, Rita, I was having a conversation with Michael Smith yesterday about the top five receivers in football, just y- yesterday, and Devontae Adams' name did not come up. Nope. We mentioned it. We said, "Oh, we probably should, but we can't." And I think this frustration—it goes to what his reputation is. His reputation is being affected. He's got terrible quarterback play. He went to Vegas to play with his college buddy, Derek Carr. Yeah. Josh McDaniels accelerated his own clock. By releasing Carr three quarters, three quarters through his first year with them. And now we've seen. We've seen a Jimmy Garoppolo. We've seen Brian Hoyer briefly. We've seen some guys who Devonte Adams looks at and says, come on. Come on. I can do a lot. I can work with a lot, but don't do this to me. Oh, Josh. Josh McDaniels is in trouble in his locker room.
2: Yes, he is. And um, I feel like this is not the first time that that's happened because Holly, remember, he was the coach of the Denver Broncos at one point in time. I ain't forget. And I remember how that went down when he traded Jay Cutler for some snacks, and Brandon Marshall, the situations with that going on. So, this has been his reputation as far as I'm concerned. And I feel like Mark Davis is keeping him, probably because he can't afford to not keep him if he releases Uh him and has to hire somebody else. He probably ain't got no money to be hiring somebody else and still have to pay Josh (laughs) McDaniels because that's just where, where we are at this point. But ultimately, this is a mess. The ownership is a mess. Coaching is a mess. Allegedly, Josh McDaniels wanted to trade Josh Jacobs and Mark Davis says apparently he loves Josh Jacobs, but you didn't give him a fifth-year option, which he was the leading rusher last year. You did give him a one-year deal, but it is only a one-year deal. So if you love someone so much, I don't understand why you're only going to give them a one-year deal. Furthermore, I don't understand why you wouldn't trade a guy for capital draft capital if you have no intention on signing them long term this organization it's 3, it's 325 is 325
0: eastern right now it's 325 eastern so there's still time
2: okay there's yes and time. you're right got, it is still time got 35 right minutes. now it hasn't happened and that's what i'm going to say about that this organization is a mess they need a whole new shellacking of people that knows that can do the fundamentals, that can do the inside work, and that can coach, that can get these guys motivated. Because as of right now, they don't have that and they don't know how to pick guys, good good players in free agency. So it's just, mm. a, it's just a firestorm at this point. If I'm the Raiders, I'm going to try to get rid of whoever I can of value now and just start over because this team is not good. They are not a good football team. And that's just what it boils down to.
0: Hmm. Speaking of starting over Rita, uh, when we, when we come back, we're going to talk about a guy who is starting, has started over. Uh, not once, not twice, not three times, not four times, five times, five times. The next chapter, what is the next chapter for James Harden? We will talk about that with Mike Hill, who was right around the corner. Ooh, can't wait for that one. Well, 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 look at this as you slept last night. The deal finally happened. The Philadelphia 76ers got rid of their James Harden problem. Uh, They traded Harden to the Clippers, which is not a surprise for me. Mike Hill and Rita. It's not a surprise. Mm. that PJ Tucker went along with them. What's surprising to me is that James Harden now in his fifth stop. Okay. First trade was not his fault. You know, OKC going from OKC to Houston. OK, fine. He asked out of Houston. He wanted to go to Brooklyn shortly after he asked out of Brooklyn. He wanted to go to Philly shortly after he asked out of Philly he wanted to go to the Clippers. What is surprising to me is it's these teams that still give up draft capital for Chase Harden at 35 years old. What the hell's wrong with y'all? What do you think he's <laughs> going to do like it, the, the, the personality and the game because I don't think he's like I think he's a top sixty player, maybe. Top seventy. I'm fine. Ain't, nothing on, ain't, nothing James, I, ain't uh, I ain't checking for, I ain't checking for James Harden. Mike oh, oh, I'm not checking oh, for him. Oh, 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 him.
1: I'm not worried about Wait, 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 hold hold I can't let you disrespect James Harden on like on, that. Ahead, I mean go go like ahead, I, 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 I totally agree with you. I don't know what kind of genie, what kind of magic lamp he got that he can get his wish anytime he wants to and go to the teams. That he wants to go to and the teams acquiesce and say, okay, we're going to give you your risk because you're your, your wish because you're malcontent here. But James Harden is still a top 25, top 30 player. Let's go ahead and what? put him in there. Can you at least give me that? Can you, uh, James Harden in assists alone. He led the league in assists last year. He's still a 20 point scorer out there. He is not the all-star the all pro player he used to be, but James Harden is still a serviceable player. Now in the playoffs, Something different. Now, we'll talk about that in just a second. But when it comes to this trade, man, everybody's been asking me my opinion for the trade. And I'm like, look, the thing is, you shouldn't be asking me. Y'all need to be asking Joel Embiid how he feels about this trade right now because oh, that's the most go. important there thing in Philadelphia right now. Is Joel Embiid happy? Because right now you look at the record, yeah, they're 3-0. Tyrese Max, he's playing out of his mind. He's averaging 30 points a game. He's shooting over 50% from three-point land. The question is, can he keep it up? And I say probably not, not to that level. And still, even with this team, as well as they're playing right now, with Nir- Nick Nurse as their coach, who was a hell of a coach, who won the championship in Toronto, are they still able to beat the teams like Boston and Milwaukee when it matters the most? And right now, as this team is presently constructed, Hell no, it ain't happening. So does Joel Embiid want to stick around and wait to see what the Sixers do with that capital, that draft, those draft picks that they have, whether making a trade before the trade deadline or waiting until the next season and starting to reprocess all over again? That is the major question in Philadelphia right now.
2: I agree with you 100%. Two things here. Number one, uh, if Big Sandals is listening, I would like to be James Harden in my next lifetime so I can just move (laughs) around whenever it is that I feel like it because he is just doing whatever he wants to do whenever he wants to do it. So if you're Mm -hmm. listening, please look me up. Secondly, what process is uh, Joel Embiid supposed to trust at this point? And that is a serious question. When we're having conversations about guys in the East that we feel like our contenders, we're not mentioning the 76ers. And that's because I think I even feel like before this uh, happened, we weren't having that conversation. And then now mm-hmm. that he's been traded, we're really not having that conversation. So, what is it now that is supposed to happen? You're going to have to have him play essentially, um, he's going to have to be injury free uh, in order mm-hmm. to, for them to compete. Every single game, I don't know if that's going to be possible for him. I don't think it's going to be possible for him. And then he still needs guys that can help him compete with, like you said, the likes of Boston, with the likes of Milwaukee. So, again, what process is he supposed to be trusting? And how much longer, guys? This is the question. I don't know if it's rhetorical, if you can answer it or or if you can, but how much longer is it before he starts asking for his walking papers oh, because he doesn't hey. like the process that's, that's happening?
0: Very soon. Very soon. Right, Mike. I mean, if you're, if you're Joel and you're the one at way back in the Sam Hinky days, you said trust the process. You were way mm-hmm. out front. You kind of validated the plan uh, for Philadelphia, but think about what they have shown him at some point. Your employer has to declare what the employer is all about. You either believe it or you're not. So you believe it or you don't. So the employer said, hey, this is the process. So they have shown him think about this. They had Jaleel Okafor. Mm-hmm. They had Markel Fultz. They traded mm-hmm. up. They had the third pick. They trade up for Markel Fultz. They take Fultz. the, the Celtics take Jason Tatum. So they could have had Jason Tatum instead. They have Markel mm-hmm. Fultz and then Markel Fultz doesn't work out and they had Ben Simmons and Ben Simmons ben he doesn't Simmons. work out. Ben Simmons out Harden in Harden doesn't work out Harden out at some point. Joel Embiid's is like, okay. <laughs> hey, look, look y'all gave y'all 10 years now. I gave you 10 years yeah. to figure this yeah. damn thing out. Yeah. Mike, if you're Joel Embiid, if you're advising him, would you say, hey, Joel, go ahead, man. Uh, go in peace. Go in peace. Go somewhere else.
1: No, no. You know, first of all, I'm having some serious talks with uh, with, with Maury and the Philadelphia 76ers brand, Brass, with Elton Brand. Hey, what, what's what's the game plan? What are we doing right here? Because I can't wait. I can't wait until you guys draft somebody who might work out. Who out there you think you may be able to get that can come in here and help me win a championship, if not this year, by next year. And if that answer does not suffice Joel MB then I am asking my way out. And that's great that people want to be loyal to one team. And I know he was part of the process and he waited because we had to wait on Joel Embiid. Don't get it wrong. So it wasn't like Joel Embiid was waiting on anybody else because he's the one who was injury prone early in his career because the Sixers had to wait on him to develop and become the player that he is right now. But at the same time, he is almost 30 years old. He'll be 30 years next 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 month. I know he's reigning a MVP, but he's a big man. He's got so much time and wear and tear on his body. So if that answer does not suffice Joel Embiid, understand the loyalty i love it don't get me wrong but after a while kevin garnett got started saying hey i can't be as loyal as i wanted to be to minnesota he had to go to boston to win the championship same thing with dame lillard now he's in a great position right now milwaukee to win the championship after being so loyal to portland same thing with joel mb loyalty only takes you so far it gets you a lot of uh, accolades for your home fans and all that type of stuff like that it'll get you a statue out front But loyalty sometimes does not win you championships. And Joel Embiid, at this point in his career, the only thing that's missing in his resume, on his resume, I should say, is that championship. And he wants to go to a contender. He needs to go to a contender. So I will force my way out if that answer isn't something I want to hear.
2: I'm
0: not against Go ahead. Go ahead, Go ahead, Rita. Go ahead, Rita.
2: I'm not against guys, you know, being um, selfish in this regard, but it looks in the case of James Harden, selfishness doesn't win you championships neither because he's still waiting on his first championship, right? So I I pose a question to you guys because I see that now the odds of the Clippers winning a championship have obviously gone up because of the guys that he's now going to be playing with like Paul George and like Kawhi and and back with uh, Russ. But this is me. I'm the NFL chick, right? So I always have to put things in football perspective, right? Mm-hmm. I look at the Clippers like I do the LA Chargers, formerly San Diego Chargers, in a city wow. where they share, wow. uh, they <laughs> share with another team that appears wow. to be a little bit more serious in the LA Rams, right? LA Rams, mm-hmm. serious team, won Super Bowls. Chargers got good talent, always, you know, have always had good talent not so serious mm. when it comes to playoff perspectives. The Clippers, to me, are like the L.A. Chargers, and the L.A. Lakers mm. are like the L.A. Rams, where one is more serious than the other one looks serious Ooh. on paper, but is unserious. Ooh. Am I wrong here? Or I, I, I live in L.A. Do they on,
1: I, 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 Mike, I live you in it. L.A. And you, you, LA guy, you hit it right, guy, you hit it right it. on the head. I mean, that is the, the L.A. Clippers are the little brothers, the little sisters to the L.A. Lakers when it comes to fan base. When it comes to seriousness, how serious other people take those teams around the league. You say the same thing with the Dodgers and the Angels. Dodgers are serious teams. The Angels here is like, okay, little brother. They got good players and Mike Trout and, and Shohei or whatnot, but they're not winning the championship anytime soon. And you're absolutely right when it comes to the Rams and the Chargers. Rams fan base is very hard here. Chargers still trying to develop a fan base. You got more fans from the visitors that come to the Chargers game than you have Chargers fans out there. So this is the big thing with the Clippers now. They should... On, with paper, with the coaching staff that they got, with Tyron Lue, they should be the team in the beat because they kept Terrence Mann. I like that pick. I love the fact that they got PJ Tucker. That's going to fortify that that four position as well for them as well. But the question is, and a lot of people are looking and saying, if they don't win the championship this year, it's going to be on James Harden. It's not just going to be on James Harden. James Harden, when has he had a really good playoff series? Name one time. Name one time. I'll wait. I don't have to wait that long because you ain't never going to think about it. James Hart has never had a really good playoff series, he's not a good <laughs> playoff player. So it's going to be on him, but it's also going to be on Kawhi Leonard because that would be a failure with him because he did not deliver what he expected to. He didn't play as much, and I know he's going to play more games this year, but can he stay healthy? And then in Paul George's case, it's going to be a lot of pressure on him too, because remember the Clippers gave up a lot to get Paul George, including a guy named Sean, the uh, Gilgis Alexander, who is an outstanding player in Oklahoma City right now, in all those draft picks. So if it doesn't pan out this year, they're going to have to explode it all next year, going into their new arena, uh, coming up in the couple of years right now and it's not just going to be on James Harden It's going to be all on those big three Russell Westbrook's the only one that's going to be able to skate when he took all that heat when he was with the LA Lakers.
0: All right, so nobody tell me uh, tell me if this is fair, Mike, since you're out in Los Angeles, what Rita said about the Clippers is what a lot of people say about the Clippers and it's what Steve Ballmer has paid billions of dollars to kind of erase from the Clippers narrative. Uh, You know down in LA LA is the land of the Lakers and it's the land of Hollywood and we uh, we got writers. The writers are back now. We got writers who can write a different story. So he's he's trying to change the story to get their own arena. They go out. They pay for Kawhi Kawhi brings along Paul George. They go and making deals. Hey, we're not the Lakers. We're not the little brother anymore. We don't want to deal with that. We're better. We've been better than the Lakers. Well, except for the bubble uh, when they won a the mm-hmm. championship. But we've been better than the Lakers. Mm-hmm. So I- is it fair, that storyline, mm-hmm. is that match mm-hmm. who the Clippers mm-hmm. have been yeah, yeah, in the last yeah, four or five years? I, I, is that, I gonna is finish, finish, I'm
1: not going I'm not, I'm not to <laughs> let you finish the question. Look, I, I worked for the Clippers for three years. I did their pre- and post-game show. I, I became a Clippers fan. I loved that Rivers when he was coaching there. I, I love what they built, and I love Steve Ballmer. I think he's an excellent owner. He is like the... A newer, improved, more excited Mark Cuban. To be honest with you, he's doing everything he can to make the Clippers contenders out here. But the one thing the Clippers do not have that the Lakers have rings, championships. You start winning, they start coming. You start getting a fan base. Penny Marshall was a big Clippers fan. She ain't even around no more. She's I'm, I'm sorry, but rest in peace, Penny Marshall. Billy Crystal, Anthony Anderson, they got good fans, whatnot. But they're still not Jack Nicholson. They're not, they're, they're not those fans. They're not, they're not Snoop Dogs of the world. They're not the Denzel Washingtons of the world. The glistening and glamour of the L.A. Lakers fans. I hate to say it because I don't even like the L.A. Lakers fans out there because they are obnoxious as hell. But at the same time, yeah. I like the organization. With the Clippers, you have to win. If you do not win, you will never catch up with the Lakers. So you got to start. First of all, let's get to the NBA Finals. Can we do that? You got to get to the NBA Finals first. You get to the NBA Finals and you start contending every year. Then maybe, just maybe, you move into the new arena. You get a new shine on you. You're not even the the, the tenants, the co-tenants of of the crypto arena, whatever the hell it's called these days. And you start getting your own shine. And you have some praise through L.A. where people can glorify you. Then we can start talking about if the Clippers should be up there with the Lakers when it comes to respect.
0: So both y'all both y'all. Okay, you, you, you leave me to my my final point. I want to ask you both. Who do you like? Who do you like now after all these trades Harden going to the Clippers and then the Sixers got their new players and they got draft picks. They can make some other moves. Who do you like right now early in the season last day of October? Uh, who, who are the favorites uh, Rita you first then Mike Re- favorites for the NBA title. Bring it um, about Vegas. What y'all say?
2: Yeah, <laughs> I I, I feel like you know at the end of the day, Jokic is still uh, playing basketball. I'm not going to bet against them. You're going to have mm-hmm. to find a way. And mm-hmm. You know, as long as Jamal Murray stays healthy, I'm I'm gonna I'm not gonna pick against the Nuggets. I'm just not gonna do it. Uh, and and in the East, if you I mean I'm just going West and East, right? If I had to go East, I'd go with the right now with the Celtics. If their coach stops watching the town four times a week, and you know does some actual <laughs> coaching then maybe uh they'll be able to beat the Bucs which I great think movie. that they can they do have some talent there because my, yeah. my question with the Bucks because my question with the Bucs has always been about um in terms of defense are they going to be able to do that when the playoffs come so I would say coming out the west I'd say the Nuggets and I'm still going to go with the Celtics coming out the east
1: and your last point, readers is the reason why I pick the Boston Celtics over the Milwaukee Bucks because they have something that they don't have. They got the defense with Drew Holiday. Yep. Uh, of course, and if Chris Daprozingas plays defense like he played in game one, they could be unbeatable this season in the Eastern Conference. And Jason Tatum, I said on this show last week that J- Jason Tatum will be the MVP of the National Basketball Association this year because he's playing lifestyle and he's taking his game to the next level. And he's been there a couple of years ago, so he wants to get back and win that title. In the West... Like she said, man, it's kind of hard to go against the Denver Nuggets because that, that kid, I don't see how he does it. It's the ugliest basketball ever. It's YMCA basketball. I mean, I, I could dress up as a Halloween character and dress up like him because it'd be like, I can just put on, throw on some YMCA stuff, go upstairs and look like Nikola Jokic. You know what I mean? Because But he is unstoppable, man. And it's actually kind of fun to watch because he plays basketball the right way. But well, watch out. I still see something out about the Golden State Warriors something out of oh, Steph Curry this season. Oh, I like it. Something, something like that it. makes me feel like, man, they're going to make one final Ooh, push like before it's all saying. said and done. I like what
0: okay. you're saying. I like what, you, mm-hmm. I like what you're saying. I, I, I'm going to tell you this. On the way out, uh, Mike, you know, Rita mm-hmm. mentioned the town. That's what uh, Joe Mazula watches all the time, watches, uh, you know, several times a day, several times a week. There are eight seconds in that movie. Right at, when they're outside of Fenway Park and they're listening to sports radio, eight seconds, your boy. Your boy's in there. I and mean, that boy's for eight seconds. And that movie wouldn't be the same without those eight seconds. Hey, Ablett could have cut that. He could have cut that out. He said, no, no, no. Residuals, no, baby. No. We ain't cutting this. We're going to stay there. We gonna you getting no the residuals.
1: Right hey, seconds. you know, hey, the actor's still on strike, bro. I'm just sad, man. You you hurt my heart when you said the writers went back. I'm trying to get some money, bro. <laughs> 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 <Hell>. <laughs> I need some money. Mike, please, man, help us end it. Mike, oh. hey, give us you your mind, residual
2: money. Help
1: him out. Sh- shouldn't <laughs> you be watching game <laughs> tape instead of the town, though? <laughs> hey, Tyler, I've, I've listened Let's to a for you, Tyler. Listen, uh, you, can, you can have all your opinions that you want, all right? I don't know how old you are. Don't really care, all right? But let me tell you something. Uh, we won 11 games last year, and you're part of the problem to be honest with you, because that is part of the problem. It's people like you that do that. all you do is the, the appreciation, the expectation is greater than the appreciation. Mm. And that's the problem. Clemson ain't sniffed a national championship for 35 years. We've won two in seven years. And there's only two other teams that can say that, Georgia and Alabama. Okay? Is this a bad year? Is this a yeah? and it's my responsibility take 100% responsibility for it but all this bull crap you're thinking all these narratives you read listen man, you can have your opinion all you want and you can apply for the job and good luck to you
0: alright Rita, how, how long how long you been doing um, how long have you been on the radio how long have you been doing um, sports radio, sports talk radio any kind of radio, how long have you been doing it
2: about 15 years
0: or 15 years. Uh, Dabo Sweeney has been a coach uh, at Clemson for about 14 years. I think 2009. I think it was his first season as a head coach at Clemson. What the hell's wrong with you Dabo? Don't you know? (laughs) Like, first of all, you're going to the wrong place. You got the wrong platform. You're going to a sports talk radio caller and you're asking for big picture vision and patience and perspective. It's forced talk radio, dog. What do you think? Of course they're calling to complain. That's what they do. And you couldn't have. I listen, Terry Francona told me this uh, a while ago, former manager of the guardians, former manager of the Red Sox. He said this very wise. He said, you can't have passion, the passion that these fans have. You can't have that. And then expect that there won't be a downside to it; that there won't be people calling for your job, or people calling you an idiot, or people who are being unfair. He said, "That's why they have this passion. They also have something else that you're not going to appreciate." But think about it; it's good for business. Ultimately, it's good for business. And he's asking these people to, "Oh, you're part of the problem?" No, they ain't part of the problem. They're part of the reason that your salary has gone from eight hundred thousand. Whatever it was your first year to having a 10 year, 11 year, 110, $115 million deal. It's their passion and your success that has led to these types of interactions. You can't have one without the other. Dabo. you yep. should know that.
2: Hey.
0: Yep. How sensitive is this dude? What's wrong with him? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Listen, I, I like to call him Dabo the King because he's always preaching about something, but he's always on the wrong side of every single thing that he decides to preach about. First of all, he wanted to preach about the Colin Kaepernick situation. He was on the wrong side of that. Then he told us that yes, he didn't he like the players. Then he didn't. He told us that he didn't like the players getting paid, and that he was going to leave if they did. Which he's still here. We waiting, Dabo. You said you were leaving. They got paid. You still here? That paycheck's nice. That paycheck's right. nice,
0: isn't it, Dabo? It's a nice hey, paycheck. Too nice
2: a little too nice. That's why, you know, that's all talk. And now you're mad because, like you said, a caller doing caller things being outrageous. Yes. Was the the question outrageous? Sure. But you know how to answer these questions. I'm sure that there's a PR department that helps you go along with answering these questions and you allowed some random dude caller to take you out of your element and get upset. So if it's that simple for you to get upset about that, why why are we here, Dabo? Why are we here? That is their job. Their job is to, to ask why you have not been successful because they are used to success. And you could have answered that in a million different ways. You could have laughed it off and put a smile on your face, and instead you got mad about it and told the man to do the job himself. Well, I'm sure if he could, he probably would get paid $100 million to coach and be 4-4 as you are right now, Davo. But ultimately, maybe you need to look inside within yourself, Davo Luther King, and figure out why you are here and what you need to do to get back into form. Because once again, you are on the wrong side of preaching like you always are. Did you just call
0: him Davo Luther King? I yes, I did because
2: he's always preaching okay. on the wrong side of things always.
0: Okay. All right. All right. Now, listen, let's let's talk about another college coach. I want to I see you had him in your feed. So Dion Sanders, they lose the game to UCLA over the weekend. And then Dion starts talking about Shador and how Shador has taken so many sacks and he had to get a shot. He's really banged up. Uh, here's Dion talking about the Colorado offensive line.
1: Especially with the offensive line, I mean, what has to improve in that aspect besides from the line? The line has to improve. It ain't no aspect. The line has to improve. It's a struggle to run the ball, and uh, we we got to figure figure that out because now you're, you're one-dimensional, and it's easy to stop a team when they're one-dimensional, and that's who we are at this point in time. First downs are everything. I mean, first downs are. When we held them uh, statistically on first downs, it, it was hard for them to move the ball as well. And uh, when we're get negative yards on first down, that's a tremendous loss. Because now you know you're going to throw the ball on second down and they're, they're calling their defenses pertaining to that loss.
0: I just asked that for the big picture, trying to keep
1: Shadour upright, healthy, and the overall. The big picture, you go get a new lineman. That's the picture. I'm going to paint it perfectly.
0: Ow! I'll say ouch if you can't say amen ouch all right so Rita uh, how do you feel about coach Prime being so clear so blunt so intentional about these players on his team basically hey hey uh, it's only a little bit of time before y'all get get all, get up on out of here or go to the bench how do you feel about that
2: Uh, First of all, I do respect uh, Coach Prime in terms of him being a competitor because I do understand that you know this isn't very important to him. I think that we all understand that. And what he said wasn't wrong in terms of that offensive line. They are a one-dimensional team. They don't run the football very well. So he's not lying about any of that. The problem that I have, though, is talking about getting new linemen. Well, you are the guy that recruits. You are the guy that brings in the coaches. So you are responsible in what is going on with that offensive line. It is your job to go out and and find new kids or better kids you didn't do that it is your job to get coaches that can coach the kids that you have up you didn't do that and i have a problem with you talking about these are still kids holly that's the problem that i have they're still kids teach treat them as such in terms of young men these are not professional players you could find a way to a better way to say that and I, I i really did not like that last comment that he had although everything else i think that he said was accurate
0: you said dabble Luther King. I, I just, I, I just got to go back to that. You Preach said about the wrong stuff, Luther
2: every Luther King, Why?
0: Wow. Rita, you know, Halloween, are you a costume person? A party person? Uh, what, what,
2: what do you do? What, what, what's what's the Halloween plan tonight? Go out and watch everybody else do it because I'm too lazy to do it myself. Mm-mm, get somebody else to do it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> get somebody else to do it. Hey. It's turned into just, a. To it's turned watch. into a nice little. It's turned into a nice little parental holiday with some strong beverages. I just want to say that. Let me throw that Absolutely. out
2: Absolutely. Enjoy y'all and be safe.
0: Yes, and enjoy. Yes, and enjoy.